Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hi everyone, welcome to yet another episode of Your Favorite F Word. Sarah and myself, Nicola, here again with you today, and we are talking about something that has become very important to us as individuals and in business, um, maybe over the past like year or something. And so we're going to dive into the topic of core values today and chat a little bit about what they mean to us personally and kind of how we ultimately came to our individual core values um, and kind of talk through the ebbs and flows of what that looks like and how we might figure them out. It's, um, I think, a more fun conversation and we'll probably leave you with a little exercise to get out there and try and figure out your own if you haven't kind of gone through that process yet. Um, And this would be something I think if you find your core values or are seeing yourself live through them, we would love to hear about it because I think it's a very transformational component of personal growth and definitely one that has been big time for us this year. For sure. And if you're someone who has struggled um, really understanding core values or if you've struggled with things like goal setting, in the past, this is going to be a really great episode because we are going to just talk about the idea of core values in a little bit different way than is traditionally mm-hmm. like taught to us, right? Um, and so it'll give you a kind of different outlook on how to approach these um, and a different understanding so that you can really understand your own and what that means for yourself in your fitness and nutrition journey, your business, your relationships. Etc. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. Um, okay, so why don't we start out? What what is a core value? What does that even mean? Oh, I mean, depends who you ask, I'm sure. Same sure. as like we talk about with mindset, like there's a bunch of different ways you could define it. Um, at a very basic level, it's kind of like our fundamental set of beliefs, the way we see the world, you know, what holds most true for you at your core. Um our core values, whether we're aware of it or not, guide our behavior, our actions, our thoughts, our decisions, decisions, our decisions. Um, And so when you become kind of aware of them, you start to notice when you are truly acting in alignment with those values and when maybe you are not, or when you're in situations or with other people who don't have the same core values, it can become pretty obvious. Um, And that kind of can help you set boundaries or figure out what in your life is working really well and what maybe you need to part ways with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can help us, I think, understand each other better as well, right? Um, I don't think any of us have the same exact core values. Maybe there's some overlaps, but if we say that we have two main core values, there's probably not a lot of people that have the exact same ones, right? So when we are having conversations, um, especially around topics that we maybe don't agree on, 
or have different opinions on, understanding that our core values are the lens through which we see the world, right? And someone who has had a certain experience that has led them to have a certain core value is going to see a situation different than someone who has a core value that's very different, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think it's really nice to be able to understand that and just practice more compassion with each other and just overall understanding. Um, especially I, I just feel like this is very relevant considering this past year and everything Absolutely, that yeah. has been going on. Um, so yeah, understanding that our experience and our upbringing really shapes who we are and shapes our core values. Mm-hmm. I think when we, when I originally like thought of the topic of like values if someone had asked me like a year ago I would have thought like oh we see them in business a lot but I didn't necessarily think of them as a personal thing I would thought like oh businesses have like integrity community you know client well-being whatever um and those are all like well and good but I think too often you see businesses with like cute core value taglines but when you're actually working as like a a customer or a client or a participant inside that business, it's hard to really get a sense of like where those core values came from. And a lot of the times you get listed like so many that you're like, okay, how does this person or this business have five core values? And aren't some of them kind of opposing? Like how do you uphold community while you also are upholding like independence and things like that? Um, And so that's, I think, where our kind of interest got started because our core values for paradigm initially like did kind of come from that lens Um, and when we did a little bit of work with support from our coaches to really break down what were our personal core values each as individuals and how we could actually bring those to the table to our business with paradigm actually made way more sense than trying to come up with core values that we thought mattered for the client Mm -hmm. and so we'll talk about that in a little bit um But I think, yeah, just to get us feeling out core values for ourselves, think about where you see them, the core values that come across like really obviously to you. Um, And then think, I mean, for yourself, if you've ever given considerations to your core values, um, I think let's dive into that and how we kind of came to our own individual values and kind of talk through the process there. For sure. It's funny to think back when we started Paradigm and I remember we were having like all those meetings and like deciding <laughs> deciding on the name and I remember we made an Instagram post and it was like, I think we had five. I can't even remember what they were. Uh, core values? Yeah. Do you want me to bring that post up while you're talking? Yeah, let's find it. So, and I remember this too, because you were at my house, I'm pretty sure. And we, yep. we literally brought up Brene Brown's like list. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, we love Brene. So this is no yeah, shade, no to, shade Brene. to Brene. <laughs> we love her. Um, but we brought up this list and remember we had that Google spreadsheet, yeah. of like all the words. And so I think we brainstormed for each other. So we were like, okay, when I think of Nicola, what values come mm-hmm. up? And when Nicola thinks of me, and then we had lists and then we were like, but then we also thought about like, what do our clients value too? For sure. And then we like color coded them. <laughs> yeah like oh, I remember sure it. oh my gosh did you find it yep okay, okay so this is our uh this is like our third or fourth post here so back in god December 2019 
Okay, so our core values we listed as leadership, passion, integrity, education, personal development, and quality. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Was that six? <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. That's and then six. I think we had, like, a tagline for each. Um, it was, like, leadership. We promise to be leaders in the space and always making sure we're, like, on top of research and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and we'll show up with passion and yeah. stick true to integrity. Yeah. Like, all of those are great values. Yeah. But how do you prioritize all six of those in a I way know. that makes sense for us day to day? Because that's important is, like, as a business owner, do, like, your values make sense for you? And can you actually stick to them? Mm-hmm. And did they make sense and actually come across to our clients in the work that we were doing. Absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, to an extent. To an extent, yes. But like, did we feel aligned? Had you asked me like two weeks later, like, what are our core values? I would have been like, oh, I don't remember. Don't know. So it just doesn't have the same impact as it does when you take time to really figure out your own personal core values. Yeah. And we're not talking like six, we're talking like one major core value and then potentially like a minor or a secondary core value. For some people, they'll come up with three, but really it seems like there's one guiding force. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for us at the time, that was really hard because we were in the mindset of like, well, if I have only one core value, that leaves out everything else. And that says that I don't care about everything else. Like if if I'm focused on leadership, am I therefore not holding integrity? Right. And I'm like, definitely not. That's absolutely not what it means. It's just like, there is one thing that ends up being your guiding force. And when you are like flowing with that, all of those other things that, you know, you want to be showing up as end up like presenting themselves as a result. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Okay. So let's talk about, we're not going to go into the exercise quite yet because we're going to save that for after, Mm -hmm. but Let's talk about how we came to ours, ours, um, because we were working with our coaches, Rachel and Sarah Turner, and that was like right pretty close to the beginning. Hey, Rachel sent us that replay mm-hmm. of the video about core values. Um, and I don't know. I had a harder time with it than you did. I think mm-hmm. I feel like yours, at least your primary one came pretty easily yeah um do we want to share what they are yeah I definitely do oh are you looking at me to go first (laughs) yeah you go first okay well first I'll talk about my primary core value so initially like yeah I mean I came to it pretty easily but at first I was stuck in this idea of like what do I want to be seen as being right instead of like what am I actually for Um, sure but once I kind of like broke through that um maybe barrier it, it came pretty easily because I was thinking about like, where am I feeling my absolute best and like what has to exist for me to feel like I'm operating in my fullness. Um, and I looked a lot to my personal relationships for this. Um, that felt really guiding because as a nurturer, like having security and feeling really comfortable and building trust in my relationships, be it personal, romantic, um, family or client, like that is a big thing for me. But the key thing for me that had to exist in order to feel that, that like trust and that connection was playfulness. Um, I could easily think back to, you know, like relationships that I felt like I wasn't able to be silly or include fun. Um, And I was like, yeah, that definitely has to exist. So for me, 
playfulness always has to be on the table. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I can't like make space for serious conversations. It doesn't mean that I can't hold space for feelings outside that. It doesn't mean that I don't experience like shitty times where I'm not feeling playful. But when I am feeling like my best, I am playful in whatever way, be it like being silly, um, just using like different language, not keeping up that quote unquote professional image that I find so boring and having conversations that bring like different possibilities to the table. And Mm -hmm. so that for me is a huge one. Yeah. And I love that. I'm pretty sure you came up with that before I came up with mine. And I loved that so much because and Nicola and I have talked about this on, I think our like story podcast, the very first one, but we have a lot of things that are opposite of each other. Yeah, lots. <laughs> and so I've always, just the way that I was raised, I've definitely been that more like professional, like straight to it, like not as playful. So knowing that that was one of Nicola's core values really like opened the door for me to be a little bit more of that in our business, I feel like. Um, which was really nice. It almost like gave me permission in a sense because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I want Nicola to feel really great in this space. So if I'm just like, okay, let's get to it every single time we have a meeting or if we're in a group call or something like that, I know that it's not going to allow her to f- show up fully as herself. So that was really good for me. And I think that that made a lot of changes in our business. I think that allowed us to just start showing up more as ourselves versus this idea, something I still struggle with a lot of this idea of what are our peers going to think mm-hmm. or like how professional do we look and you know, yeah. um, but I think the more that we bring that playfulness to it, the more it just shows like we're humans, just like every single client we work with, just like everyone else, you know? Um, and so that's been like really enlightening, I guess, or like refreshing. That's Ooh, a good word. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, for me, I had a harder time and I still, I'm not like so sold on this yet. And I don't know if it's because I feel like a little bit of not shame in it, but just like uncomfortableness. Maybe it's because yours is so like chill and fun. Um, (laughs) but one of my biggest core values is definitely along the lines of like personal responsibility or ownership. Mm -hmm. And I think for me personally, that has served me really well in my life because I, when I'm acting in alignment with that, I'm taking responsibility for the things that are happening. And it's allowed me to pursue different areas, pursue business ownership, pursue school, et cetera, which is really great. Um, But I think there's also a downside to that at times because it prevents me or it makes me have to work harder to practice things like empathy and understanding, especially in a coaching situation, right? Because knowing that's one of my core values, it would be very easy for me to, if a client was struggling, be like, we'll just take some responsibility for it, you know, (laughs) no excuses kind of thing. But obviously that A, is not supportive and B, does not recognize the ways in which our situation, our privilege, our lived experience is going to affect how we're showing up for ourselves and the choices we're making with our fitness and nutrition and stuff like that. So for me, 
I don't get like all giddy and excited about that being my core value. And it's just like this weird thing, but recognizing that it is one has been really helpful for me developing my coaching skills um, because it's kind of forced me to be more curious and to take a step back before I respond. If I'm like in a reactive state where I'm just like, okay, just like do the thing, you know? Um, so that, yeah, so that was really interesting and really helpful, um, going through that exercise with Rachel for sure. But like, just to add like a different perspective to that core value, I think like when it's regulated, it's such a powerful one because I think it speaks to not just like owning your shit in like when you've made a mistake or, um, taking ownership of like your potential in your future and like making moves but I also think that you when you're acting like truly in alignment with that you're able to take ownership of all the things you've accomplished and really see yourself as worthy and acknowledge all the like setbacks and everything that you've gone through good or bad to bring you where you are so it's not just like forward focused and like taking ownership of like what can you do where am I making excuses it's also being able to really like appreciate yourself and all the stuff you've accomplished with. I think a lot of people really, really struggle with like myself included. Yeah. Um, so when you are like regulated in that state, it's awesome. And I, I mean, I love that core value for you. I think it like reigns true and just like my playfulness and your understanding of that, mm-hmm. like empowers our business. I think so does ownership because it would be, it's, it's something now that's on my radar too. And I'm like, well, how can I step into my ownership right. when it comes to our work or our like um, commitment to our clients or our commitment to each other too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they all have their place and yeah, some sound like cuter than others, <laughs> but if they're meaningful for you, they're meaningful for you. Um, yeah. That also makes me think of kind of a second point I had towards my second core value is that our core values don't necessarily have to make sense to other people they They don't don't have to be like those um like adjectives that you know like the Brene Brown's list they don't have to be those conventional ideas Mm -hmm. they can be whatever the fuck makes sense to you and if if they're meaningful you can call it whatever you want um And so like, we'll talk about this exercise we went through, Rachel encouraged us to pick just like a word that you felt represented your core value. So even if it wasn't like the exact thing, picking a word that you could associate with it. Um, And so my second core value is I've called salt. Um, You're so so salty. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, a little bit in that sense, like I can be pretty salty when when I want. Um, But the way I define that core value is like I see salt. So if we're talking about like food, you use salt not to change the flavor or change the food in its natural state. You add it to make it better, increase the flavor, transform it into something new without actually like changing the food itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's how I view my role in relationships is to not work to change the person as who they are but to add thoughts, input, even just space for them to Mm -hmm. amplify 
what they're already doing and to like encourage their growth and transformation without trying to change them at a deep level. Um, and so when I say like, yeah, my core value is salt, if I didn't explain it, people would be like, okay, what the fuck? Like that yeah. means nothing. But for me, it's super meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you are trying to decipher your own, own core values, like they can be super fun. Like you could call it whatever the fuck you wanted. And honestly, I encourage that because I mean, it feels more playful. <laughs> <laughs> it also I feel like lots of people might be able to connect to that better you know mm-hmm. just like when we talk about goal setting lots of people don't feel connected to like conventional goal setting right if you're someone who is a little bit more creative or abstract and you're not feeling connected to like these specific specific adjectives or is that what yeah. adjectives yeah I always get Describing those words. yeah uh, sure um, you can pick like an object or a feeling or something you know it doesn't have to be that type of word so yeah that's a good a good reminder too um so why don't we go into then how do we determine our core values okay okay (laughs) um so like we said it's probably not going to involve picking off of a list okay don't we would actually probably say don't even consult a list don't Don't even look look. at a list you'll be swayed there's always like one word you're like oh i that sounds good that's Mm -hmm. what it should be don't even look yeah put that shit away um so yeah the way that we were taught is to really think about times in your life or situations where you just felt fully yourself you felt in alignment, you felt that you were truly seen and heard and understood by someone else, felt like you could be your true self and there was no fear of judgment or what, you know, any other outside thoughts. Um, you can think of conversations that you had where you left them just feeling like so fucking pumped mm-hmm. um, or relationships that you have that just make you feel so good and what is it about those relationships or those situations that is making them as they are yeah like yeah what exists like what is present in those situations um and so what's often present is like the fact that your core value is being honored in those so again to use my example of playfulness when i'm in a relationship that feels like super solid that i like feel super comfortable in and trusting and excited about it's one that makes space for playfulness again not always but i know it's possible mm-hmm. but i can think back to like jobs or i mean we'll get to this part in a second i'm kind of skipping ahead um, but when it's not there it, it can be pretty palpable as well yeah so you can think of the opposite way then think thinking back to times where you were feeling out of alignment or you felt like really misunderstood or not seen or you felt like you had to be someone else um or if you had a conversation or a situation where you left and you just like felt eh, like mm-hmm. just weird or uncomfortable um what was missing there what weren't you able to bring to the table or you know, embody in that moment. Yeah. You can think like of a both quick example. Yeah. A quick example there is like in one of my previous jobs, 
I always felt like if I was going to speak up, I had to really, really think through the exact language I was going to use because if I was silly or playful at all, I wouldn't be taken seriously um, or I wouldn't even be acknowledged. And so I had to fit myself into this like outside box instead of being able to feel comfortable being myself. And that was like a big cue that's like, oh, something's off here. Like, why do I feel uncomfortable or why do I leave feeling like kind of disappointed and it's because that job absolutely didn't make space for for my core values yeah for sure so you can do a little brainstorm you can do maybe like a t-chart of like situations where you felt fully you on one side situations where you felt eh on the other side and and then just like do a free maybe set a timer for like 10 minutes or something and just free write and brainstorm and then reflect on those and really see if you can come up with a word or a feeling or whatever that kind of embodies both of those sides. Mm -hmm. Another way to look at it too is if you are someone who already journals, go flip back through and read through previous journal entries. And Mm -hmm. if you are like me, you've got some where it's like you're on a fucking high and you've got some where you're like the world is crumbling. Yeah. And see if you can even go back in time and look at like, hey, I'm reading this journal entry. Things are going really well at this time. I was clearly like high on something. What was it? And then if you're flipping forward, maybe like a week, all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm PMSing and what was going terribly wrong in my life at this point in time? And see if like there was something, the opposite thing was like missing in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might be a longer process for some people. So there's absolutely no rush to like do this exercise once and figure it out. But I think if you're thinking about it now and going into new situations or conversations or trying different things, you'll be more aware of it and be able to reflect a lot easier. And it might just kind of like pop out to you one day. For sure. Yeah. It doesn't need to be forced. I mean, If you can't define your core values in this very moment, it's not the end of the world, you know, but it, it's a very helpful tool to be able to use in your personal life, in your career, in any friendships or, um, romantic relationships, right. To allow you to better understand yourself and your role inside of those, but also better understand your partner or your friend or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think doing this and being able to share your own core values and having your partner or your friend or a coworker do the exercise and share theirs with you. I think, again, it just enhances our understanding of one another. And in moments where we don't necessarily agree with or understand someone's actions or why they're viewing a certain situation some way, we can bring it back to that core value sometimes and be like, okay, I know this person really values this. And so they're approaching this situation in this way, which is different than I might've done it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong or bad. It's just different. Right. And so, yeah, I think it can be a really, really valuable tool. Yeah. And I mean, this is something I haven't necessarily done with all of my clients, but there have been times when, you know, we've been talking about, a goal change or working through like the goal setting process for some folks and it's feeling like yeah they can target like an outcome goal but they stop feeling connected to the process Mm -hmm. and it's usually in times like that where we kind of circle back and say like hey what are your what are your core values do you know them and maybe we get them to do this exercise Um, maybe we talk about it a little more broader 
but being able to connect to as cheesy as it sounds like your why mm-hmm. um, not necessarily like your purpose but like what is driving you what makes you feel good in the moment and down the road that can be kind of a helpful pivot to tie a goal to that or to be able to adjust a goal so that it actually makes sense for you because sometimes we set goals outside of our core values without really realizing it and then we get into the work and recognize that like oh it actually feels like a slog um, so we can sometimes make a small adjustment to bring it into alignment with our values and makes it that much easier and enjoyable to actually go through the work to achieve it. Mm-hmm. We have in one of our first weeks of shift, our group mentorship program that we run, we have a core values slash goal setting module. And so what that looks like is we present goal setting in the traditional way, like setting smart goals. We use, um, Kara had a really good minted goals. So we Mm -hmm. have like a few different acronyms and ways of goal setting in like a conventional way, but we also have them go through their core values. And then we say, okay, we've set these goals. We have our core values. Let's really look at, do they match up? Do they correlate? Or what often happens is we set goals based on what we think we should be working towards or what we think we should want or what other people want of us. Right. And so when we can do those two exercises together, it can be really, really helpful. And I just remember that this last round of shift, one of my clients, I literally cried when she sent me this Voxer because she, she was like, for the first time in my life, I actually feel connected to a goal. And we had been working with each other for probably close to a year at this point. So she had been a one-on-one client and then she came into shift Um, and we had tried to set goals in the past around like specific workout goals and stuff like that. And she never like felt truly connected to them. Right. And she realized it's because one of her core values was authenticity. And she just, and she didn't use that word. I can't remember the word that she used, but she just like really valued being able to be herself and not being swayed to do something because someone else wants her to do it or not being scared to speak her truth, um, which is something that she struggled with with, for a really long time. And so when she was able to recognize that, she was able, she said in her Voxer message to me, she was like, all this time I was setting goals because I thought I needed to set goals and I thought I needed to like, she's a personal trainer. So she was like, I thought I needed to have these strength goals and I thought Mm -hmm. I needed to have all these career goals. And she was like, those don't like really resonate with me. All I want to be able to do is like enjoy being me and be in situations where I can be myself. And so she was like, whatever career that means, whatever body that means, whatever strength level, she's like, I don't care. I just want to be me. Cool. And it was like, oh, I literally like I bawled. <laughs> so, but anyways, that got rant, not ranty, but like on a tangent taking those two together, the goal setting and the core values. So, so beneficial in your nutrition, your fitness, your career, business, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So clearly this is something like we are advocates of. Yeah. So if you feel so called to go through this exercise or use whatever freaking method you feel like doing, we absolutely recommend even giving it some thought and consideration. 
Yeah. It's really cool. And sometimes it just feels fun to do like these personal exercises to figure yourself out on a different level. Like mm-hmm. we all love a good like Enneagram or Myers-Briggs test right. to figure out like who we are. Um, Why am I, think, I the way that I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nothing is more you than like your core value, I think. So it's sure. a cool one. Okay, so we'll wrap today's episode up. We've got our fuck yes and fuck no. Nicola's coming in hot with the fuck yes. I have just been loving morning walks and walks after meals. Like, mm-hmm. just quick. doesn't have to be long. I'll admit my evening walks, I usually get stoned and go for a walk. And Amazing. 10 out of 10 would recommend that. You literally stop and smell the roses. It's the best. And then you get into bed and you're a little tired. Just yeah. sleep great. Um, but a morning walk, very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Very. A great little start to the day to get some like time for mindfulness before you get into work. I swear, it's making me a better human. I was in the habit of, excuse me, going every morning. And I've been slacking lately because I've been staying up later because it's summer and we're like, why is there social things every fucking night in the summer? That's my fuck no. Um, but been staying up later. So I'm like, I need to sleep in a little bit. And then I wake up. And even though I literally, we set our own schedule, half the time we got nowhere to be. Like, it's okay if we just chill. I like wake up an hour later and I'm like, I need to start work right now. And then I just have been slacking on it. But it definitely makes such a difference in like your quote unquote productivity. I don't love that word, but, um, and just like overall mood throughout the day. So totally. It's such an anchoring thing. Like if you're feeling anxious about the day, I know adding in like, Oh, don't start the day for another 15 minutes. Sometimes that can be like even more anxiety inducing, but if you're feeling up to it, even just try going for like a quick walk around the block and see if that helps reduce any anxiety for the day. Mm -hmm. You can listen to this podcast on your walk. Big hype. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shameless plug. Um, okay. I got the fuck note today. It is stampede here in Calgary right now. Barf. And I have strong opinions on stampede. Uh, as you know. I can't say fuck no to the stampede. My Brad will break up with me. <laughs> Calgary people are insane about the stampede. Like I just don't get it. That's not my fuck no though. But so today at the gym, we had a pancake breakfast and everyone was supposed to wear their cowboy boots and Daisy Dukes. (laughs) So we back squatted and then did this gross wad with like rowing kettlebell swings and burpees in jean shorts today. And that was a fuck no. (laughs) Sweaty badge potential. Seriously. So like my legs, my legs and badge already eat my shorts. And then try like squatting and exercising in them and they're sweaty and wet. Oh, it was horrible. That is a literal nightmare. I actually, I did very good. So I was impressed, but I also wore the shortest shorts that I had so I could like hike them up really high. So it basically looked like I was wearing a jean diaper. Super sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, actually Brandon would really like that. He's gotten very into jorts lately. He's even has like an athletic pair that him and his little buddy Maxie Max. wear together barf and match it looks really adorable when they do the workouts and they're like a stretchy fabric like they're decent but they look ridiculous yeah but i'm sure he'd be all in for that oh yeah last weekend there was a crossfit comp and it was outside and one of the guys on the first wad he had jean shorts on and like a crop top stop it for like an actual crossfit competition (laughs) 
And before, and as the timer went or like the start buzzer went or whatever, he shotgunned a beer <laughs> and then started doing the workout. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the workout was like 18 front squats into a 1K run into 50 alternating kettlebell hang power cleans. Ooh. And he got back from the run, and I was just like, oh, he does not. Yeah, like a quick <laughs> glimpse into what the beer mile is like. Oh, That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, brutal. So anyways, working out in jean shorts, don't recommend. I guess unless you're shotgunning a beer first. Right. Also probably wouldn't recommend, but, you know, you yeah. do you. Yeah. Okay, well, that is it for today, everyone. So hope you all got some value out of this. Um, if you go through this exercise and you want to – talk it through with someone our dms are always open we would love yeah, to actually i would fucking know. love to have those conversations yeah this is the shit that we just love to talk about so slide in there at nicholas spencer at sarah cod fit or if you want to get feedback from both of us at the same time you can hit us up at <laughs> paradigm nutrition underscore on instagram um, and a reminder, if you are enjoying the episodes and would like to maybe share that enjoyment with us with a five-star review on iTunes, <laughs> we would appreciate it. And every month we're going to be doing a draw. Everyone who leaves us a review will be entered to win $50 to use towards any of our coaching, um, services, products. We don't have any products right now. If we had products, you could use it towards products. We got to get on those shirts. Oh, yeah. Luteal AF ones. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get on that. Got to hit up Christian. Um, but yeah, leave us a review. Thank you. That's that. <laughs> that's that. Um, hey, friends. That's okay. it. That's all we got for you. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>